everybody the DM here. I just wanted to make an announcement uh, before we begin. There is a moment in the battle where our waterbender decided to do something that we believed was pretty cool, a pretty neat idea. Uh, after this episode, it's not going to happen again. It was just something that we decided in that moment to allow. So, uh, beyond this, you're not going to hear it again. All I'll say for now is we are aware that oil is not water. <laughs> this is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar, hastily, begins. Previously, on Dicebenders. Wasn't this place supposed to be abandoned? Don't look abandoned. We're actually looking for our friends. They were heading to the factory outside of town, I think. We found out from the island that, yeah, the totem is missing. Ludini invited us to his trailie party tomorrow. There's uh, tunnels underneath here, so... I know our job is to get some information about this place. So, do we want to break in? We're already knee-deep in the river. I just want to say I formally protest. Well, there's a bunch of people down in the tunnels. Uh, Taro, you can tell people are starting to walk up the tunnel. Oh no, they tremor-sensed me! I'm gonna kick myself later, but I'm gonna use Floor of Ice. Well, that was a surprise attack, but I would say that everybody would have to roll initiative. I would even let you roll initiative, Yang. I have, okay. a, way to get you, I have a way to get you involved in this. Dirty 20. Of course. <laughs> 18 Nine. plus 2. Sorry, 12. 13. Yang is 9. Alright, that, that is actually kind of fitting for you, uh, Yang, with what I had in mind. That actually I was Okay, so, we have an Earthbender lying flat on his ass. Another one that you're not really sure what it, he is. Uh, standing there going, what the? And Kevin. Um... It is now your turn to act again. What would you like to do? Okay, due to the floor is now ice, I can shape it. Due to the fact that the, cause the floor is now, well, I'm going to break my concentration off the floor of ice, and I'm going to use water ball. Uh, All right. I mean, you know, water bolt, my bad. All right, describe, uh, describe what this looks like and who you're attacking. Uh, I'm attacking the one on the ground. Because he's prone. So, as the as the ice on the floor turns right back into water into my hands, I throw it at him. And does 19 hit? A 19 definitely hits. All right. And I aim straight for the for the earth bender on the ground, hitting him. Where he takes three bludgeoning damage. Three, okay. And due to the fact he already not prone, he's yep, this would be an advantage if I'm not mistaken because he's prone. So uh, did he get double the damage or something? No, uh, you still hit anyway, but you can roll again to see if you get like a, a nat twenty or something. Nope, no nat okay. twenty. Okay, so uh, you freeze the water and bolt him with uh, a bit of ice or a bit of water. 
dealing some damage to him. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to do on your turn? Yeah, I am going... Because I just realized, oh yeah, that guy, I just knocked that guy out. This guy is still in front of me. Um, I used a cantrip already. So, I'm going to uh, um, stay close to the door as possible. Okay. Um, so you're just staying put where you are? Um, yeah. Trying to use that as a shield. Uh, well... I, I thought you were behind the the cauldron, right? You were st- you were hiding behind the cauldron because the the door. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, just right. making sure. I just wanted to be sure. All right, so it is now that Earthbender's turn. He's going to spin his movement to get up, uh, and he's going to say, "Did you see where that came from?" Oh no, I didn't. So he's going to try to cast Seismic Senses again. Uh, he's going to use his action to do this. And he finds where all three of you are. He actually feels uh, Yang on the roof, too, but he says there's four of them. Quick question. Did it like it was kind of like a sneak attack? Does it take double damage? Uh, you used your sneak attack to knock him prone. Okay. Good check. Uh, and I'll say the Earthbender used his time to do that. I don't think he would be able to attack. But we've got the other person there, and they... Kevin, you well, all of you see this except for Yang. You see him wave his hand around and use the water that's on the ground to um, lunge at where you would be, Kevin. He says, there's one behind the cauldron. So he goes and he spins the water around as a water bolt to attack you from behind. He uses the water and latch, um, whips it around to attack you. Uh, Kevin, and he definitely misses. Although you are surprised that this one's a waterbender, uh, you're able to um, use one of your other water skins and block off his water so that it doesn't hit you. Uh, Taro, it's your turn. Um. Okay. I'm going to. Um. I'm gonna do shape metal on. I guess the metal that's like on the assembly line that I'm next to. Um. And I'm gonna make. Uh. I guess a dagger. And then I guess I'm going to use my movement to move, like, closer to them. Okay, so you'll be within a clear view of them? Um, yeah, she would do that. Okay, so Taro, you grab a, a chunk out of the assembly line, form a dagger, and jump down, uh, landing on the ground hard. Yang, you feel, or you hear that from the um, roof. Something might be going on down there. Um, is that uh, everything that you can do, Tara? Um, oh, that might be fun. I could do Rumble, everyone's favorite bonus action. <laughs> did you, you did you make a melee attack this turn? Um, oh no, I guess I didn't. Do I have to do that to do that? I think so. Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. I won't be doing that. <laughs> All right. Keeping an eye on all y'all. All right, Jaeger, it's your turn. You're in a vat of oil. <laughs> yeah, how deep is it? This is a pretty big uh, can. This is a pretty big um, cauldron. Since the assembly line is about 10 feet tall, this cauldron is about 10 feet as well. So I got to jump out if I want to do anything? Right. They already know I'm there? Yes. They said there's four of them, yeah. Okay, so I guess I gotta get out of the cauldron first. Would the Earthbender be able to seismic sense through metal? Hmm. 
Enter liquid. You know what? Let's roll to see if he could. Uh, I'm making stuff like that. If there's any kind of like, oh, can an earthbender glass bend sort of thing, uh, as an example, I'm doing that with Arcana. Same reason why I did Arcana when Kevin was trying to uh, slobber bend. <laughs> Uh, it looks like he would be able to detect it, although I will say it is fuzzy. He had a good enough roll where he'd be able to tell, but it's like it blurs his vision. Okay. But Jaeger, you jump out of the cauldron. Um, Kevin, Taro, you see he is just covered in just black oil. Quick question. Kevin would instantly know he's covered in oil, right? Uh, roll me an intelligence. Like, just plain intelligence, or... Uh, or am I plus one two to it? Uh, just, just your raw intelligence, yeah. Fifteen plus one is sixteen. Yep, that's oil. That good, that good liquid earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're gonna be <laughs> a delight. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, Jaeger. What would you like to do? You used your movement to get out of the cauldron, but you still could do an attack if you wanted to. I, I don't think it's a good idea to use any fire. I'll be willing. <laughs> That's a fair point. So I guess what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull out my hand axe and throw it at the water vendor. All right, go ahead and roll to see if you hit. Oh, that is hmm. a that is a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. All right. Uh, you hop out a big splish as you land, as oil just kind of spreads. And without even being phased by being covered in this stuff, you just grab your hatchet and fling it at the waterbender, and he goes, It's an oil man! Oh! And he, as he gets hit by it, go ahead and roll your damage. That is a five. You do five damage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you swing, you, you uh, lunge that hatchet at him, it hits him on the side. Um, he's starting to bleed a little bit, that definitely didn't feel good. Uh, and that would be your turn? Yeah. Okay. Yang, you were just sitting up on the rooftop, kind of watching um, anything going on around you, but at the same time, kind of not. Um, you start to feel some kind of rumbling, and you're starting to hear some noises coming from under, or coming from under where you're sitting. Uh, you look over, and you can see, uh, like, a windows, like a sunroof sort of deal. Uh, as you normally do, uh, as you can imagine with factories, they have the windows on the roof to bring in more light you can you uh, walk over and you see the action that's going on right now what would you like to do this was gonna happen pull out my sky bison whistle take a deep breath and blow into it and i make my way down all right uh yep you pull out your whistle whatever the noise is um and then you use your quarter staff Break the glass and fly uh, and fly yourself down onto the ground. Uh, you is there any place that you want to stand specifically? Uh, I would like to land next to both of them if I can. And Between the two of them. Yep. And I thought I had a nice little. Let me see. As I land, I want to do. Is that just a one-person attack? No, forceful breeze. I might have to use my cyclone. Damn, that would suck. 
Yeah, especially being in a closed room like this. Make a complex arm motion, causing a very scary wind around you to increase against the target. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 wind damage and is pushed 5 feet in the direction of your choice. Well, the thing is, is that the range is 150 feet, but it's only one person. So, with that being said, I guess I'll come down and use Bladed Breeze against the Earthbender. I knew you would use Bladed Breeze. Yes, but you didn't know I would use against the Earthbender. Haha. Alright, so Bladed Breeze, my attack with my quarterstaff. 18 plus 6, natural 18 plus 6 is 24, 25? 24. Yep, that hits. Alright, so my quarterstaff, since I have both hands on it, is 28. Which one's my D8? I know you hear it. Oh, there you are. Yep. And then my Bladed Breeze is a 2D8. Man, this is an OP move. Okay, 2D8. Force damage. Okay, good. That's all I need. So, the first attack... Of course, you would hide in the dark. Is 5 plus 6 is 11. Four plus 2D8 is... Alright. 7 plus 1, 8 damage. So 11 plus 8 is 19 damage total. Alright. And then as a bonus action, I will use Shove to push the Waterbender away from me 10 feet. Does Shove work against other creatures, or does it have to be the one that you did an attack on? I honestly... Let me see. I think, uh, I don't think it actually gives an answer. I think to be fair, it would have to be the person that you attack. Uh, then as a bonus action, I'll see if I can push him 10 more feet. Natural 20. Alright, you had a very eventful, um, eventful move. Hate natural 20s. Okay. Wait, so, you did, ex okay, explain you used your, um, Bladed Breeze. I used then... Bladed Breeze, and yep. I, I jumped down there, I called Iroh. That's it. Yeah, and then the bonus uh, bonus action, which was the gust, but I can recant, uh, retcon the gust. That's my problem. Yeah, what I will say is that calling Iroh would have been your bonus action. Alright, cool. Then I retcon the gust, and he's back 10 feet where he was. <laughs> Alright, yep. Um, you did a lot of damage to the Earthbender, but he's still standing. And I just have smile. He goes, Where the hell are they coming from? Uh, Kevin, it is your turn. Okay. I'm looking at Jaeger, and I'm looking at the Earthbender, and I have a devious idea popped up. Jesus. Okay. I'm casting Thunderbolt on the Earthbender. Okay. 14 plus my, my spell attack bonus would be 18. Does that hit? Yes. I am... So I am taking the oil off oh, of, of Jaeger... And I am throwing it. Rub it right in me, Daddy. Can, uh, can waterbenders bend oil? It is a liquid. It is a liquid, but you did try to bend saliva and you weren't able to do it. The only reason you said like a, it was an arcana <laughs> check. Yes. So I'm thinking, unless uh, there's ever been a moment uh, that we have seen in the show, both Korra and Aang, or uh, Airbender, where. Uh, waterbender and oil. I 
think I would feel more comfortable if you roll an arcana check to see if you could bend oil. Okay. 15 plus 1, that's 16. Alright, 15 was good enough. So yeah. So you bend the oil and slash... uh, You slash at the earthbender. I just hurled my water bolt right at him. And Jaeger, you're just standing there prepared to fight with your your scimitars or whatever other weapon you have. And next thing you feel, you're seeing just you you feel the oil just leave your body and fling at the earthbender. And the earthbender is taking five uh, bludgeoning damage. All right, what does it look like as you knock this poor man out? I hit him straight in the gut with the with, with the oil with the oil bolt. <laughs> I hope this keep you down. <laughs> oh, he's definitely down. He has no reaction. And I'm looking at the waterbender and, and like, do you want to be like your buddy? Get out of here. It is the waterbender's turn. The waterbender is going to use his action to pull out a walkie-talkie. And oh, he's going to click a button and say, We've got intruders! We've got intruders! We've got a 2319! Oh no, not a 2319. Oh yeah, the same. Oh, we need to book it, guys. <laughs> the waterbender is going to use ice burst. Think. Let's see where it, where is everybody. Uh, you've got Kevin in the behind the cauldron. Jaeger is in front of the cauldron. Taro is still kind of hiding. No, she jumped down. So yeah, this uh, waterbender is going to use ice burst. It's going to create a sphere of the oil, lunge it into the middle where Jaeger, Taro. And, um, Yang, I can't believe I forgot your name. Y'all, all three of you would be in the radius of, Kevin, you're standing behind the cauldron still? Mm-hmm. All right, so you aren't affected by this. This actually does also affect the waterbender, though. But he's going to use is this. Is this a ranged attack? It is a, um, a DC attack. Oh, okay. Uh, he's going to use Ice Burst, create a sphere and lunge it into the center of the room. I need to roll. You guys need to make dexterity saves. Yeesh. I need to... Oh, I have advantage on those. I think. Let's see. What was that, Kevin? You sure you want to use Ice Burst? Because range itself. Yeah, he knows. Okay. Sorry, give me one second. I'm double-checking to make sure I have advantage on dexterity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do. Taro got 22. Natural 18. Okay. And Jaeger? Jaeger got 15. 15. All right, all three of you pass, and he does not. So you guys will be taking 12 cold damage. He's going to be taking 24, so this will actually knock him straight out. Ow. He was really hoping that he would save himself from this. (laughs) You guys take that 12 uh, damage of cold. Uh, of cold oil, which probably hurts even more, actually. Um, you guys get dealt with that damage, and you look over, and you realize the two of them are knocked out. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Can I just go on record as saying, I told you so? Um, you can go on record after we can book it out of here, okay? Yeah, Taro, your tremor senses, you feel three more people are starting to run up. All right, let's book it. You guys get on out of there um, safely. Taro, I'm assuming that you would bend back the um, the fence. Yes. 
and you guys start running back into and as we're running as we're running past the fence i'm bending the oil out of them just to make sure it's not traced to us <laughs> bending the oil out of who you say all three of them got hit by um the oil shards the oil ice mm-hmm. shards right Okay, so yeah, you, you're bending off whatever you possibly can on them that would tie you guys to this scene. As you guys run out, you bend up the metal back, you start running, and you see Iroh, you hear... As he flings down, he flies down, uh, lands on the ground for you guys to be able to hop onto him. There was a clearing for him to get here. I take you three, uh, four, jump onto him fly back over to safety, which would be the opposite end of town. We at Dicebenders D&D would like to draw attention to those men and women who face judgment for being the beautiful souls they are. We support the stand for the trans community in these dark times. We unite with those calling for justice against the death of Breonna Taylor. We stand with the men and women who face unjust prejudice for being who they are. People are people. And regardless of ethnicity, orientation, or gender, we love you for you. Find your way back to the inn, back to the stable. He lands, four of you. Learned quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I jump off of Iro and storm away from everybody. What's his deal? Yeah. Long story. It's been a big, it's been a big, uh, eventful day, to say the least. You're telling uh, me. Let's phone in, um, let's phone in headquarters to tell them what we know. So hopefully in the morning they can send in another team. Uh, Tara, do the break the only one who knows the number, so you follow them. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want the slip of paper that has the number on it? Because I already have Torque's number memorized. That would be very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> I should have asked you before you left. And it's because it slipped my mind. <laughs> yep, you guys exchange that number. Uh, all of you get off of um, Iroh. Uh, lead him into the stables, since Yang isn't there at the moment. Uh, the four, well, the three of you, what are you doing? Yang has stormed off. Well, Kevin, you're, you're calling. Um, yeah. yeah. Just let me know what you guys are doing. I don't even know, well, like, which rooms we're supposed to be in, I guess. Yeah, Taro has a key. Kevin has a key. I guess I'd try to catch up with Yang. So Yang couldn't have gotten into a room then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was did he storm off in the inn or did he storm off outside? Uh, Yang. Yeah, outside. Yang. Outside. So you're outside. Yeah, I okay. stormed outside. Okay. Well, how do we want to divvy up rooms? Ladies first. Which who who you want for your um oh both of us got a key. Who you want for your your uh for your uh, sleep mate? Doesn't matter to me. I'm sleeping on the sweet sweet ground. 
Okay. Jaeger, who do you want to bunk with? I guess I'll go with Taro. All right. I got Yang. Cool. We should get Yang, yes. I'll get him. But Taro, can you please call, um, uh, call Torque and tell him what we know? Because A-Team need to be here like ASAP. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, sorry, I sound a little um, demanding, but this <laughs> got too real. Well, it's getting a little too much. <laughs> Okay. So Jaeger and Taro, you guys head into your rooms. Kevin, you start looking for Yang or you head into the room? I'm going to look for Yang. Okay. Are you using Iroh or are you just walking around? Walking around. Okay. You can't uh, go, well, the, you can go too far. So I'm having a flashback of how fast he ran. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he can fly. Oh, yeah. So um, we'll uh, we'll get to you in a second. Jaeger and Taro, you guys head inside. Uh, you guys head to the room. Uh, ironically, your room is to be. Or not to be. That is, that is the not the question this time. Oh. That's the well, answer. That's awkward. The answer. Right, so you guys head inside. There is one tiny bed, but it looks like they did their best to try to keep it up, or at least uh, the wife did. Um, it's a relatively small room, but you can make do. Do have this is the room with the pay f- or with the uh, phone that Jensen was talking about. I'm gonna uh, dial the number I know very well. Hang on, hang on, Taro. What, what what exactly are we gonna tell them? Um. Well, no, that's a good question. Because I kind of don't want to tell him everything. We're going to tell him that we found a possible underground bunker full of people. Yes. And that we assaulted a few guards. Not that part. Hmm. Um, what else did we... What else did we learn today? Um... Kevin told us that the totem was missing. Oh yeah, that too. We didn't um, see a sign of that totem in there, did you? Uh, DM, did I? No. It was just people okay. in there. Yeah, it was just people. Um, yeah, I guess that's really it. Should and we... Should we say that we're going to the... Mover thing with Dini tomorrow? Or should we keep that under wraps? I think we should keep that under wraps. Okay. Alright, yes, I'm gonna call him and tell him those things and not tell him these other things. Okay. Um, You dial that number, cut to Kevin. Kevin, what are you doing? I'm looking for I'm looking for Yang. Yang, where are you? No response. I should have took Iroh. Iroh probably cracked his butt down faster than I could. Yoo-hoo! Yay! No response. What? Oh, God. How fast is it? Wait, you do hear something. Oh, God, the perfect cat dog. Have you seen Yang? 
it um, seductively rubs against your leg. Help me find Yang. Uh, give me Jaeger. It lays down. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jaeger, you're sitting in the room. Taro's making a call, and you just, you really feel, there's just something about this moment. I feel like I've just been sold out against my will. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it just let the the cat dog just lays down uh, looking at you. As I'm digging through my pack, found some rations. What what type of rations would, would, would I have? You tell me. Okay, I got some dried up jerky um, and like some dried up food things that won't spoil. So hold up the jerky and say, do you want this jerky? <clears throat> Help me find Yang. This jerky's all yours. <clears throat> well, her on to find Yang. Come on. Doesn't move. Yeah, and I'm walking right past it and searching for Yang. You, Yang, where are you? Looking up in the trees, looking, looking around like, what the heck can this boy run? Cut to Yang. You finally landed after gliding uh, over the forest trees. Back to where you're standing, centered along all these smaller antler creature totems. I stand there for a minute, just looking at the night sky and I shout as loud as I can I hate you and I just go into a tidal wave of fury with airbending being careful not to hit the totems but just unleashing pretty much my rage towards and towards my party towards my uh, stupidity for getting Iro hurt. Once I'm done with that, I start crying. Wishing Master Go was here. Remembering one of her lessons telling me that even if we were separated, I could still draw upon her wisdom and as such, she would be there. And for the first time, begin to meditate to actually try to clear my mind and make the mess that's inside of it, the storm, quiet down a bit. Alright, so you are attempting to contact, or is this just where you want to end you uh, for the night? Uh, that's just me. I'm not trying to contact anybody. I'm just trying to clear my mind and just try to meditate for the first time. You know, actually begin to process everything come to terms with it type of thing okay we're cutting back to kevin now we'll get to you uh jaeger and taro in a moment kevin uh you've been shouting out for it feels like an hour uh and no response i want to get give him some alone time and i'm heading right back to the end all right the cat dog reluctantly leads you back uh, this is the one time he decides to move and help you. But you get back, uh, you go into your room. Your room is 1B. 
you come you go inside it's a very small room uh, just one small bed a don't have a um, a phone in here um, and you set down whatever packs and stuff that you have and yeah. I handing one of my rations to like handing uh, one of my dried up meat jerky thing to the cat dog it's like you may not find aim but at least I'm gonna give you something to eat it just rubs against your leg doesn't even mind the food you are a strange cat dog. <sighs> to Jaeger and Taro, um, do we want to act out the phone call or no? I don't care either way. Um, you know what? Yeah, let's do it because I haven't done Torque's voice in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been three hours. It's only <laughs> been. Goodness. I know three hours. I mean, how long has it been since you spoke of about, uh, spoke as Master Go or? Anyway. Any of the others. I mean, Jaru got more uh, screen time in the last two episodes. <laughs> okay, right. so wow. You give a call. Um, you know, Taro is a, an early riser. Me. Or, I mean, Torque is an early riser as much as he is a. Uh, he, he stays up real late. Gets up real early. So you call. Ring. Ring, ring. Finally, he picks up and he goes, uh, uh, hey, who is this? You know, it's me. Oh, what is up, Taro? How are you doing? Oh, you know, living the dream. What did you, uh, what did you find out there? Um, well, a couple things. Um, I think the most, probably, interesting thing is, uh, the abandoned Cabbage Corp factory has a bunch of tunnels underneath it and doesn't seem very, uh, abandoned at all. Um. Oh. Uh, how'd, how'd you, uh, find that out? Uh, did my, you know, river dance. You know. Oh man, don't know why you have to do why you feel like you have to river dance to do that, but uh. it helps, okay? <sighs> sure. Yeah, I mean, if, if it helps you, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, um, we also well, I didn't, but um, Yang and Kevin went to the Totem Spirit Island thing, and then they saw that the main like big totem statue was missing has been for a while i think is what they said well, that's not good yeah that's what they said um and i'll have see. to I'll, I'll talk to go and see um if there's anything else for that but uh from the sounds of it it sounds like you guys um you found out what happened to the people missing not really. We only really know that they disappear every two weeks. Um, it's been two weeks since the last people have disappeared. Um, that's about it. About that part. Uh, okay. 
Do you guys need, like, a, another night out there or something? That would probably be best. Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, alright, but I, I think I can only get you guys one more night. We'll make it work. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, oh, um, did you get that, um, did you get that autograph yet? Not yet. I saw him, but I... Well, how, why the hell did you see him and not get the autograph? I got starstruck. Oh, I guess I would too, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He, he sure is something. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never met him in person, but he seems like a very strange individual. His movies, uh, I think his favorite thing to say about his movies is they practically write themselves. Well, I mean, yeah, from his personality, for sure. <laughs> oh man, I would love to get some drinks with him sometime, it sounds like. But, uh, is that everything? I think so. Alright, well, if that's the case, you have a good night, Taro. You too, Tork. Good night. Alright, hasta la bye-bye. <laughs> And he hangs up. Well, that went well. That went exceedingly well. Nicely done. Thanks. I'm really good at withholding the truth. Learned it from the best. I mean, Torque really isn't that good at telling you the truth either. Well, that and, you know, other stuff too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and with that... You guys, all, all three of you, um, lay down. Kevin, you get the whole bed. Jaeger, you even want the bed? Not really. Uh, well, Taro lays on the floor. I guess, Jaeger, you lay on the floor, too? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're gonna lay on the floor, I'm just gonna <laughs> lay on the bed. Yes, please, I insist. Take the bed. Okay. Does anybody have any final thought? Oh, and Yang, um... You meditate through the night. Does anyone have any thoughts before drifting to sleep? What is up with that cat part? God damn it, there he is. Mine is gonna be, what the <laughs> f*** is with that yang kid? Bolton locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help, the cat dog's already in there. No! Oh no. <laughs> What y'all yeah. worry about? I can, I'm the one with the cat dog. I can just throw him out the window. Okay, so there's two of them now? <laughs> I know. Oh, no. They're <laughs> Teleported. <laughs> oh god, this is Naruto. They're shadow clones. Every time someone purrs, a new one comes into the world. It's oh, sexy jutsu. Oh. Sorry, everybody killed the cat dog. It's the big bad evil. That's sexy. Hey, you guys were really focusing so hard on everybody else. What was that, Jaeger? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. That's sexy jutsu. Really made me question things. Yeah. Alright, so um, Jaeger is what's up with the cat dog. Uh, Taro is what's up with Yang. So speaking of Yang... Is meditating and, act, like I said, is actually trying to actually clear his mind for the first time. Okay. As you do that, um, you go into a mental flashback of the first time um, you had a breakdown at the Southern Air Temple, uh, which was also the last time that you've seen your family, specifically um, 
more specifically your sister. At the time, you didn't necessarily know. Joe is walking up to you, seeing you cry. You see all the all the airbender kids that are trying to play. Uh, this is where you found out of your ancestry and your sudden rush into the idea that you have to meet and exceed expectations that you uh, you feel people are now putting on you. Joe walks up and says. This is the problem, young airbender. What if they'll end? Oh, child. And because of how young you are, she has to... I mean, she's already tall as hell anyway, but she kneels down uh, to get as close yeah, to you. I'm looking up. <laughs> You're looking up at a frickin' skyscraper. Um, she's She kneels down, she looks at you, and she says... Your, your goal is not to fail or succeed. Anybody else, you. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. You're in charge of your own destiny. The fate of those that happened before you is not yours. Older me steps up and looks at my mentor even though she can't look at me says, I promise I will do my best, Master. You always have. Oh, sh- Uh, cut back to Kevin. Is there anything going on in your head? One is worrying like hell, um, where the- where's Yang? But also realize he needs some space, because I still don't know him. And why- what is it about him that he's so upset about uh, Aang, the Avatar? Mm-hmm. And um, you think about that, and you, you can't help but feel like um, it may have some relation in the same way that you look up to Korra. You know, um, Korra came from where you're from. Aang came from where Yang came from. So, um... You know, the, uh, the drive to do good for the Avatar and, and the connection that the world is supposed to feel uh, just kind of plays in your head a little bit. But you eventually drift off to sleep. Jaeger, you drift to sleep with an eye open at the cat dog. Uh, Taro, I don't even know if you could sleep with that cat dog in the room. And Yang, well... Thank you everyone for listening to Book One Search, Episode 8, Where the Wild Yangs Are. If you enjoyed hearing this podcast or have questions for us, then follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. Links are in the description. Dicebenders is a homebrewed D&D 5e live-action playcast using class models partially based on dndwiki.com. This game is set in the world of Avatar, created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Kanievsko, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. The question of the week. How many times has a cat dog multiplied? Let us know wherever you follow us. Tork hangs up the phone and looks over to see Vana in the room with him. 
She sits on the nice-sized bed fit for a dean, looking unamused and anxious to get back to something. He looks down at his feet before Ivana asks, Was that... was that your student? Uh, yeah. She says they needed more time there. Uh, oh, I thought they... I thought they'd only need a day to get the information. Why'd you... why'd you grant them more time? Oh, uh, to be honest, I just wanted to get back to our talk. What... what were we talking about? <sighs> Why you couldn't open up to her? Oh yeah, I, uh... I couldn't tell her the whole story about Sean and myself. I... I know we had to keep it a secret, but by now I thought it wouldn't be hard to talk about with how long it's been. <laughs> you, you know your story between you and Shang did not begin with us. Does, does anyone know? No, I, I honestly haven't talked about it since the last time I saw you. Torque stands by the desk with the phone, Vana still sitting on the bed from across the room. Torque, I have to get something off my chest. I... I needed you. I needed you more than ever after it happened and you disappeared. I, I had a responsibility to maintain here. I became the dean and you had a responsibility to me. To us. And you ran when things got tough. I... Don't give me that answer. Was... Was that why you stepped down from the dean position? It, it was a part of it, yes. The other part was that I couldn't stand it. think about seeing you again. He looks down before looking back up and says, If it means anything, I'm... I'm glad you're here. I... She looks pained. I, I don't think that does mean anything, Tork. You, you can't hide your past from me. And we can't hide ours from everyone else forever. She gets up and walks to the door. He speaks as she stands. You you know you are welcome to stay here tonight if, if you'd like. She doesn't turn around, she just says. Torque, don't. I. If you asked me back then, I would. It's It's hard saying no to you, but... I am not as naive as I was eight years ago. She reaches for the doorknob and stops. She turns her head over to her shoulder and talks over it by saying, You know, your student is a lot like you. I see she looks up to you and she means more to you than you admit. Now, I, I don't know why you decided to teach her, but I can see... You can learn a lot from her. She waits for a response, but she doesn't get any. So she looks down, she sighs, and as she opens the door and walks out, she says, Good night, Torque. Under his breath, he responds, Good night, Vana. <laughs>